When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Wednesday, July 6th. Dog is better. Uh, Update on the dog. She had, ironically, I'm the worst dog parent in the world, but she had an ear infection. Um, Small dogs. She's a tiny. I posted on Twitter a picture of her um, yesterday getting better. She was either sitting there or something. I posted a picture of her. She's got an ear infection. Um, They kind of hunched their back. Uh, smaller dogs, they when they're not feeling well, they hunch their back. They don't want to be picked up. They're kind of not themselves. So uh, the vet that I have, again, fantastic vet, but she's got an ear infection. So um, I think I updated you guys yesterday on that one. Who knows? Uh, I kind of talk to myself a lot. Um, yesterday's market was crazy, 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 crazy. Um, we had a sell-off in the morning, which was rever- completely reversed. Um, ironically, a friend texted me uh, in the afternoon, Revlon, uh, the, the one that I said was over and done with because CNBC ran a, uh, a, uh, a special on them. Uh, you know, what one little separate, uh, Robert Frank, who's their, um, their uh, luxury reporter, ran a thing about Revlon going up and the luxury and their brand, blah, blah, blah. Yesterday, they got down to $5, uh, and I thought it was over. But from $5, they went all the way up to $6.06. Um, right now, it's at five ninety five. Do I expect a, another roundup? Eh, I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine on this one. Let's see Revlon in the... Uh, Revlon in... The uh, the algorithm three dollars and fifty one cents. You are putting in kind of a capitulation here. Um, let's bring this back to kind of the craziness here. <clears throat> so if I bring the volume indicator back, your VWAP's at five ninety two. Um, you know, again, you're kind of putting in this um, five dollars to five six dollar kind of range here. Um, the, the MACD is, is going to cross up ironically. It's just, you know, the RSI is at 54. Um, again, this kind of speaks to the whole market. Your guess is good in mine at at this point. Um, essentially what we had yesterday was oil just got pummeled because of the fear of, uh, a recession and oil. They had all these Citibank, uh, analysts. They had um, Halima Croft was on. Uh, they had everybody on saying, hey, oil, you know, it wa- again, governments want it down below at that $80 per barrel range. Um, it broke under 100 for the first time since May. Uh, we haven't seen the, the price at the pump uh, go down similarly. So I don't know when that's going to happen. But again, I don't think oil's done. What you don't have is is you just don't have 
demand reducing. You don't have uh, supply increasing. Um, these things just aren't happening. So the, the only reason why oil is going down is because of the fear of recession. Now, if um, uh, oil, if we are in, already in a recession, we, well, we should be in a recession. First quarter kind of um, uh, GDP was negative. Second quarter, there's no way that GDP is not negative. Um, and by the way, this is a good stat that I heard today. This is the first time in, in my lifetime that we're going to outgrow uh, our, our GDP is going to beat China, um, most likely. So, uh, but again, back to my oil thing. I don't think oil's done. You just can't. There's no supply. They're going to take more Russian oil off the market. Uh, with that, you've got boil. Uh, which is finally seeing a bit of a turnaround. Um, it's up at $42, $42.98 now uh, is the ask price. So, you know, it closed at $40.20 yesterday. It got down to $38.88. Um, let's look at it in the algorithm. I'm reading that off of uh, Active Trader Pro. Boyle, you're out of it. You were out July 1st with a slight loss. There was a buy-in at 63. You were out of it. Um, historically, you know, again, I think it wants to be at that 32, 28 to 32 level. You've got quite a ways down to get there. Um, but that does seem to be, let me kind of look at a, a more of a weekly. Um, yeah, my guess is, again, the, the 28, maybe 25, um, 20 to probably 30 range is probably where this, this wants to be. When you kind of look at this, um, and, and it's, I'm looking at a weekly chart. Uh, again, this points out, you do not stay in this name. Um, KOLD, it's kind of the same thing. This is just a, a decaying asset. So you don't stay in this. Um, boil over time, that 200 day is just a negative. This is something that you trade. UCO, same kind of thing. Remember, they do reverse splits. Um, you, you look at it, it's very clear on a weekly basis. Now, UCO is a different story. Uh, when you go back to 2017 and stuff, again, this is a decaying kind of asset. So you can see the only difference is when we hit, uh, COVID in March of 2020, uh, there was a crazy, crazy up move in this. Now, mind you, I bought in February 2020, or I'm sorry, April 2020. Um, and it, it just, you know, again, when you look at that first week to second week, you just don't think that you're coming back. Uh, I probably would have made money on this one. Who knows? Took a $50,000 loss on it, wrote it off against taxes. Um, I did perfectly fine. A again, you move your money where you think it's going to be best fit. Uh, but uh, it's a good good lesson. Uh, again, boil. Uh, I it, you'd be out of it, but it's got a good move today of what five uh, percent so far. Um, does it have ten percent in it? Maybe. But boil uh, on the algorithm, you'd be out of it. But the RSI is at twenty three. And here's the thing. 
when Russia starts slowing down, we're going to start exporting natural gas to Europe. This is a positive thing. I, I, I think, again, my mind, I think, boils your play if you're trading it. Revlon uh, is a good one. Um, today, in my mind, I think we're following similar to yesterday. Now, when I say that, I have been wrong about the direction of the market the, the, the past time. I've been making some money, losing some money. I've been doing little trades, nothing big. And when I say little, I mean hundreds of dollars, not thousands of dollars, just hundreds of dollars. Uh, and, and for me, that's little. So uh, I, I'm not posting those types of things. I'm kind of scalping some things. I'm making, you know, $10, 20 $30 per, uh, per trade. Uh, it, it's, it's more just practicing trading for me than it is anything else. But I, I just don't know where this market's going. Again, in, in my mind, I think the, 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 the market is data dependent right now. It's reacting on these catalysts and it's reacting only on catalysts. Yesterday's catalyst was the move in oil down. Uh, the move in oil down and the move in interest rates down indicated to the market, hey, maybe it's time to buy. Well, again, remember I said in the, uh, we're going to be in this trading range uh, of about 3,000 to 3,800, you know, 3,831. And in pre-market, it looks like it's going to be down about eight. So you're at 3,820. Um, you know, again, I, I, it's got to go down. And in my mind, the VIX went, went you know, kind of down yesterday. It got all the way up to 30. Um, let's see where Uvixi is. Uh, Uvixi was one of the top, uh, most active, I believe. There it is. 1401 is where it closed. Yesterday, it got all the way up to 1518. Um, it got all the way down to 1391 later in the day. Svixi was your play, um, which nobody could have told you. But SVIXI was uh, obviously the play. It went for all the way from 47, opened up at 47.38. Um, it went to 48.87. But again, that's not a lot. That's not a big move for, for something that you're trying to put some money into. UVIXI is, is much more of a, a play uh, on the VIX. And again, the VIX is at 27. <clears throat> it's up 0 0.21, 27.75. Um, it's up 0.76. This is going over 30. At some point, it's going over 30. Uh, I don't think you want to hold this one, but at 1411, you've seen it go up to you know 15 and 16. So uh, in the 10 day, you've only got 46 million shares. 90 day volume, 72 million shares. So the the volume's not there in this one. Uh, I, I I think people just pick this up when it goes crazy. Um, one that yesterday I noticed that was, uh, really bad. And I know I've recommended this one is XLE at 7510 was where you got in. Now the MACD is crossing down. You're going to have an exit here with a loss at 6973. Um, in my mind, I'd hold it. I think there's a gap down here at the fifties. I don't think you're going to the fifties. I think you're going back to the seventies. Uh, I, I think, you know, the MACD is crossing down. You've got some weakness. Um, this is not something that I, I think is an energy kind of pullback. I think you're just seeing uh, a, a, 
a kind of slowdown in energy, if you will. Uh, it did have that good run. Oil went under $100. Um, UCO, let's look at UCO and the algorithm, just for shits and giggles. Uh, wow, it just crashed. Down at 35. Um, my guess is that you're going to start to see the RSI on this one is 28. It's got to go up. It's got to go up. Let's pull this uh, volume weight back here. We're going to go back to the highs, March 8th where it was at 50. Um, and there is a clear, clear volume shelf here between 41 and 42. I, again, 41, 42, when you look at the volume levels of UCO, uh, the 10-day volume is 1.9 million. The 90-day volume is 3.2 million. Volume's bringing this one down. Nobody's trading this one. Everyone's trading SCO. Let's see what SCO. Yeah, SCO just, SCO doesn't move like the others. But, uh, wow, I'll tell you what. Uh, in SCO, you are, 1903 was your buy-in on June 13th. You're at 26 right now. Wow. Good move on that one. Um, really, really good move on that one. Uh, but. You know, again, you're still in SCO. The problem is the RSI is at 70. The MACD is way up there. This is not something that will be sustained. I think UCO is your play. Anything more than a week, UCO, in my mind, is the play. Now, uh, oil got over 100. Uh, again, a Citibank analyst was on yesterday making the case that, hey, um, it's going down to 65. Uh, Nat gas, I think $5.50 is a floor. At five dollars right now, um, yeah, yeah. I, I again, I, I think that's your play. Uh, there was, you know, again, I, I kind of these banks they've they've treated me poorly all the way down. I've, I've purchased J.P. Morgan, I've purchased um, Goldman Sachs, I have purchased, and I still own Morgan Stanley. Um, the others I sold, I think Morgan Stanley's the only one that I currently own. Uh, let me just check. Yeah, Morgan Stanley's the only one that I currently own. And I only own, uh, I bought $3,000 of it. Today it's worth $2,000. So I don't have a, a lot of Morgan Stanley. Um, but it's interesting. What they talk about is book value. And Goldman Sachs is trading at book value here. Two, you know, you're in at 285 in the algorithm, and that was on June 22nd. You've got earnings coming up next week, July 15th. Um, and again, you know, you've got this big gap here between 289 and, and 287. Um, book value is what, what are the assets that these guys have uh, that they're managing? And when you're trading at book value and you've got a bank, there's always a, a, a kind of multiple put on your, your bank as far as if you're managing, you know, for shits and giggles, you're managing a million dollars. Your book value is a million dollars. Um, you can always make money, supposedly, off that million dollars. So you're, if you're trading at book value, the, the multiple of what you, your stock should be at should be significantly higher. Well, Morgan Stanley, uh, Goldman Sachs, um, JP Morgan and Citi are trading at, at or about book value. Um, again, can you, can you lose money in that sense? Maybe 
if their earnings are coming out and they're saying, you know, hey, uh, we don't have any um, uh, mergers going on. We don't have any IPOs going on. We're not able to do any of our, our quote unquote banking. And that's where they make a large portion of their money is um, due diligence and when they're selling businesses and merging businesses and a lot of those types of things. Now, uh, I will tell you, Goldman Sachs is, is perfect. Over a thousand candles, the algorithm makes you 85%. Buying and holding has made you 47%. You had 22 positions, only nine of which are wins. The average win is 11.93. The average loss is 2.63%. So, on the, the, again, the algorithm kind of keeps you out of these big, big, big downturns. So, uh, since you did have this, uh, this purchase here at 285 on June 22nd, the RSI is at 50, and you've got kind of a MACD cross down going on. Um, I would say if this is a long-term investment for you, buy it. If you, if you like that book value, again, research it for yourself and research the book value. Does, let me see if Finviz gives us the, the book value. I don't think it does. Um, no book per share two. Yeah, it does. 297, 297 is where you're at. So you're trading right at book value. Uh, and I think that's book value per share. Yeah. Um, and Finviz it's, it's on the left-hand side, book value 297, uh, pull up JP Morgan. Because ironically, J.P. Morgan had a MACD cross up, uh, I believe, this morning too. Their book value is 85. So they're at about just a, above their book value at 112. Um, but let's see, J.P. Morgan. But Morgan, Goldman Sachs, at, right at book value. Uh, yeah, we had a MACD cross up 112.67. Let's see where J.P. Morgan is trading at. J.P. Morgan is trading at 112. So it's down below where you would buy it. Um, City is another one. City's book value is do, 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 book value $90.64. This is at $46. But they have a lot more issues. Let's look at City's uh, algorithm. You'd be out of it right now. You wouldn't be in. Uh, again, you'd be getting out of it. I shouldn't say that. You'd be in on. Uh, June 21st at $47, but it's at 46. It's been losing money since then. There's an interesting gap here at 49 to 50 um, that I think might get filled. And again, that's a 5% up. You've got their earnings coming up next week, uh, June, July 14th. Could be a catalyst for that one. But again, Goldman Sachs is trading right at book value. I like it here. Um, there's a guy who's, uh, I, I was watching or reading about him. His grandfather, again, just like me, his grandfather gave him advice. And he said, hey, when banks trade at book value, load up the Brinks truck, back it up, buy it all day long. Uh, long term, you won't regret that at all. Not one bit. Okay, so since we've gone over the banks, let me, one stock that I wanted to make mention of that I had made mention of uh, that I said I didn't believe, but I was wrong again. Um, Moderna, 132.34 on June 21st. I said, ah, I think it's a fake out. Um, the U.S. government's not putting more money into these vaccines. 
Don't do it. I was wrong. 132 to 155 today. Um, most likely they will ha- make an announcement uh, about an order for the, uh, the vaccines in the fall. Uh, and, you know, again, I wouldn't buy it right now. The RSI is at 68. But if you've gotten in on this one, kudos, take the profits because it's coming down to 140 again at some point in time. Uh, probably when the market comes down, the futures are kind of coming. We're, we're playing out yesterday again. Uh, we are playing exactly like yesterday. Um, and in fact, let's take a look at TQQQ because I think yesterday you would have gotten in. Yeah, yesterday, 2341. And you are trading at 2565 right now. Uh, 2341 was the buy-in yesterday on yesterday's morning candle. Again, it was, it was a big move up, but it was yesterday's morning candle. You could have gotten, um, about $24, I think by the time it kind of, uh, moved in. Uh, but you know, in the morning you definitely had that TQQQ, you had confirmation of it going up. Uh, and then in after hours here, you've just gotten it, you know, kind of tripling up here, uh, even on a flat. This one's going to be up 3%. Um, my guess, you know, the, the, the VWAP's at 2547. Uh, you're trading at 2568 right now. I think anything in the lower 25s, I think you take it and I think you run with it. Um, that again, if you think that the market's going to continue to go up. Again, today, oil is up about 1%. WTI crude, uh, it's up at 99 uh, Ice Brent, which is the European version, 103. Ice Brent obviously is going up bigger. Uh, you did have, by the way, a big bond inversion yesterday, which triggers, hey, we're going to have another recession here soon. We're in a recession. I, I mean, don't, don't, don't fool yourself. Um, with that said, there are some interesting cross-ups. Now, I use TrendSpider to do a market scanner. Uh, and I looked at some of my brokerage holdings. Um, I looked at Dow 30. Um, I looked at several others, um, which are, you know, it, again, when you do a market scan in uh, uh, TrendSpider, you get, I mean, just there's so many lists you can go over. Again, it's got the strategy tester, market scanner, insider selling, seasonality for all of these things. Um, in fact, the seasonality for TQQQ, um, if we go week of year, let's say, um, 16 days. No, we want, we want, uh, day of week. We want, oh, let's reset this. No, I don't want that. Um, we're going to go since, uh, let's go back to November 2010, 57% win rate on a Wednesday. Huh. Let's go week of year. This week, you have a 75% win rate on TQQQ. Again, it's going back 12 years. Uh, next week, you have 45% win rate. <clears throat> um, monthly. Wow. July. 100% win rate for TQQQ. Wow. That's, I, I got to write a note. I'm posting that one on Twitter. Uh, rate for TQQQ in July. That's huge. 
12 years data, 100%. You know, again, August, 64%. November, 75%. Um, September, 36%. So sell your, sell your stuff and go away. So much for, uh, you know, sell in May and go away. You had 50% in June. Unfortunately, we had a horrible June. Um, 50, looks like there's 50%, you know, again, the last 12 years for this stuff has been fantastic. So, but you did have a buy-in yesterday at 2341. The RSI right now is at 50. Uh, this is on a four hour chart. Again, this is TQQQ. Let's go over some of these cross-ups though. Uh, we had interesting enough Twitter. I, I already, by the way, I already went over JP Morgan. We had a, a cross-up on JP Morgan, so I'm not going over that one. I found that one in my uh my scan as well. Twitter 3846. This is interesting because again Elon is talking about buying Twitter. Twitter's uh um earnings are coming up July 12th. Uh the RSI is right at 50. You're right in the middle. That volume has just died. Died. But 3846, what are we trading at in pre-market? Um in pre-market, do, 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 38.21. So you are below where the algorithm says to buy. Qualcomm, I, I made mention of it yesterday. It was way down yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> 125.83 was the purchase. Uh, let's look at Qualcomm and Active Trader Pro. Um, 123, 125.50. So you're just below where, where it's purchasing. Again, Qualcomm, let's look at their, their forward PE is nine. Their PE is 12. Book value is 11. Crazy, crazy. The book value is 11. Again, what they owned or, you know, but their earnings, the, the forward PE is nine. This is a growth company. They're going to re-sign with Apple. Because Apple couldn't figure out 5G chips. Crazy. Uh, ironically, all of the ARCs, except for ARC-G. ARC-K, you had a MACD cross-up in this one. Um, Trendspider's working a little slow. Uh, come on back, Trendspider. We're going to reset this one. Um, default workspace. Do, do, do. By the way, I love that I have multiple workspaces in Trendspider too. We're going to do RK at 44.94. RK is trading at 44.99 in pre-market, up slightly. They were way up yesterday. Um, Your ARC W was a pass-up, MACD cross-up at 54.21. You're trading just below that at 54.17. Again, the RSI is kind of high. I wouldn't expect this to run significantly more, but I've been wrong about most of these in the the, the space of the last week. Arc F, uh, you have a cross up at sixteen eighty one. It's trading at sixteen seventy five. Again, you've had quite a move up in these. Um, there was a a fifteen dollar trigger on this one, June twenty second. The one that didn't have a cross up yesterday that I actually own, Arc G is continuing to climb, even though I said get the hell out at 33. It was capitulating to 35 right now, 35.58. You had a cross up here, uh, June 21st at $30.08. This is moving up towards the 200-day on the four-hour chart, which is at 38. That's crazy. 
That would be good news. Uh, IGM, which is one I own, which is the tech sector. Uh, I think I bought this one instead of an ARK fund in uh, my Merrill Lynch account because Merrill Lynch wasn't allowing me to buy ARK funds prior. 301.62, you are trading at 310. Uh, it is up 3% in the pre-market. Again, this is the tech sector. It's a great, great uh, ETF. Low cost. I like it. It's done well for me. Let's see. Uh, IGM, I own. Do, 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 do. Uh, my average purchase price is $204. I own 200 shares of this. Uh, yeah. So, uh, great, great ETF in my opinion. It's, I think it's at Apple. Let me see. Let's go into Fidelity. We can look at Fidelity and see what the top 10 holdings are. Um, oh, did it? It locked me out of Fidelity. Um, no, it did not. Let's see. Um, top 10 holdings, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, NVIDIA, Alphabet, Meta, Google, Visa, MasterCard, Broadcom. Those are the top 10. Unbelievable performance on this one. Um, performance and risk, um, calendar year performance and risk, blah, blah, blah. One year, it's down 13%. <coughs> By the way, um, it's benchmarked to the MSCI ACWI NR US dollar. Um, three year, 25%. Five year, 20% per year. 10 year, 19%. Life, 9% per year. So I, I like this one. Again, if you're looking for an ETF in the tech sector, IGM, uh, I'm a fan of it. Uh, one that I was a fan of, I, I am still a fan of, but it remains to be seen whether this is working or not, is Upstart Holdings. You had a MACD cross-up at 3540 on this one. Uh, I don't know that I'd necessarily be in this one. The problem is, this is it's an artificial intelligence that doesn't rely on FICA for providing loans. The problem is, over the past um, you know, six, eight, nine months, uh, however, since it started falling, let's see, was it, it, I think it was November where it really started falling. Yeah, their earnings back in November 9th, um, they announced in their earnings, hey, we had some defaults. Well, the stock was trading at 300, 320. It got up to um, about $400. Uh, this one, so you know, is trading at $35. So people who bought there, and again, the RSI when it was at $400 was at 80. This was crazy going into earnings. Um, and it's because it was an artificial intelligence, blah, blah, blah. They announced good earnings on um, February 16th. But February 16th, they were trading at $137. And it was like, oh my God, it's half price. Well, it wasn't half price. Because then on, you know, the earnings in May were, were poor, gapped down. Uh, to forty three dollars, um, you know, you're at thirty five dollars right now. This has been a falling knife. The algorithm loses you thirty seven percent versus a thousand candles. <clears throat> if you would have bought, you'd still be up thirty two percent. So it's a sixty percent swing. Uh, your average win is fifty percent. It's because you haven't won much. Uh, 24 positions, only six wins, 18 losses. Your average loss is 11%. So this one's risky. 
but you did have a MACD cross up at 3540. So uh, the, the problem with Upstart is, again, they're AI. They don't base it on FICO score. Uh, with the downturn in the economy, which they have never been around in because this is a rather new company, um, they're seeing defaults. So it's up to you whether you uh, invest in this one. Uh, XLK, which is the te- uh, spider fund for technology, uh, back to cross up at 129.02, and that's where it's trading at right now. Um, that was just a MACD cross up. The RSI is at 49. <clears throat> that would indicate the tech sector may have more room to run. Again, maybe the NASDAQ is just oversold. Uh, you made 4% versus buying and holding on this one is 19%. With a lot of these XLKs, I buy and hold. XLK, I do own. Um, I own 300 shares. 56.84 is my average purchase price. This is one that I've just bought and held. Again, I'm, I'm, I, I haven't trimmed it. I, I've just bought and held it. I'll probably use some of the money at some point. Um, I probably should have been out on this one a while ago, but okay. One last one that I want to look at. Sorry, I had a phone call. CLF, we've gone over this one. Um, again, commodities are kind of getting hurt in this market. <clears throat> you had a buy-in at 1695. You are at under 15 right now. Um, again, commodities, you're at 1486. Um, my guess is when I look at this one, let's look at a weekly to see where we are pre-pandemic. A lot of these commodity plays are going back to pre-pandemic levels. And the pre-pandemic for Cleveland Cliffs is about 10 to $12. Um, you know, they've had a significant uh, bump up in earnings since then. Their forward PE is four. Um, their, their, their book value is 12. I, I would think that you would have, again, a book value of 12, forward PE of two. Um, this is going to go up at some point. It's just a matter of, are we heading into a recession? Um, will this, uh, provide good earnings? Your earnings are coming up July 18th. So you've got a couple of weeks in this one. Um, again, you have a buy-in at 1695, which you're still in. You're going to have a MACD cross down. The, the RSI is at 29, but the MACD is still holding up in this. The MACD on a four-hour chart, again, it's above the strike line. When you look at this, this four-hour chart, you'll see. I'll, I'll post this, uh, this, this, this chart. It is pretty clear. You're not having a MACD cross down. If this thing goes down to 12, you might have a cross down on a crash. Um, but the last time this, this, this stock was around minus 90 on this oscillator on the MACD, uh, you were at $22. So the MACD has been, again, the MACD when it got super, super low uh, was at 21 and it just kind of went up to 23. So do I think that this has 20 in it again? I don't think so anytime soon, but I do think when we start to rally, um, you know, if, if say for instance, the Fed hikes and then says, hey, for August, we're going to put a hold on things. Um, 
that could spike some of these commodities to head back up. Um, you know, assuming that, you know, Trader Charlie, I was watching his, his kind of uh, talking head piece last night, and he said it perfectly. Uh, anytime that we've had a problem, the Fed has stepped in. So in this market, am I afraid to put money to work? Not really. At 3,800 on the S&P, uh, let's see, you're at 3,825, down six points right now. Um, I'm not afraid to have my money in the market because, again, with inflation, you're losing money. Um, you know, I'm, I'm down today, not down by that much, but, uh, you know, Apple's up, uh, Microsoft is up. Um, you've got, you know, again, I'm looking at Apple. but. I do have some money to put to work, and, and Cleveland Cliffs is one that I've been talking about for a while. At 1484, um, which is where it's trading at right now, it has no support level uh, on a short-term basis right now. Um, I would kind of wait. I think today you're going to end up in the $15 range. So I'll wait for it. I'll watch it a little bit. Um, the news note in it is has an average rating of outperform and price targets ranging from 16 to 39, according to analysts polled. Um, B. Riley lowers buy rated Cleveland Cliffs to price target 39 from 47. Uh, cuts estimates ahead of Q2 earnings, says inflation pressures impacting margins across the industry. Inflation is probably you know going to hit hit their cost, but you know again P ratio of two. Let's see, who's Cleveland Cliffs like um, comparables? Let's go into Fidelity and we'll go into Cleveland Cliffs here. Um, comparisons. Do, 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 do. They just have an industry average, which is interesting. Um, PE, this year's estimate, uh, the industry average is 5.64. PE uh, for Cleveland Cliffs is 2.7. Uh, the beta 1.7, that, that is a uh, volatility score, and it's super high. Like I said, one of the Nigerian brother, brothers um, uh, bought calls uh, or sold calls. So out next year, he's collecting a dollar a month uh, just based on, on the volatility. And if the volatility stays and the beta score stays up there, uh, he should be good. The, Fidelity, again, the other... Um, the other one that they, they recommend if you're not going to do uh, uh, Cleveland Cliffs is XME for the mining trade. So metals and mining. But looks like we're, uh, we're turning around a little bit. Uh, TQQQ, which I said, buy, you're up um, 0.2%. It doesn't look like it's got a whole lot of support, but um, it does look like yeah, the VWAP's at 25.62. It's trading at 25.71. You do have val validation here. The Bollinger Bands are kind of opening up. Um, again, if I, if I can get this in the, the low 25s today, 25, uh, it started out at 20, it went all the way down to 25.29. I think if you can get it you know, in the low 25s, I think you're doing well. Uh, Uvixi, let's see where Uvixi is. Um, it's not on the most active, so it's got to be. The VIX is at 27. It's up 1%. Uvixi is up 0.39%. It's only up 40 cents. Uh, it's going to go into 13. Yeah, this one's just, again, it's crashed. The, the VWAP is at 1414. 
So, uh, interesting. Pet meds. Pets. I used to trade this one a lot. I got an alert. It's on my uh, watch list on Active Trader Pro. Uh, it has soared up. Wow. It's up 2%. Um, from, wow, 2116 to 2160. This one's moving. Then here's another one, Nat. Again, I could watch these all day. But I've given you some some great trade ideas. Again, Goldman Sachs at book at, at book value. Uh, Goldman Sachs, I like it. it. It's even crashing down today. Um, you know, in, in in my mind, let's see Goldman Sachs. Let's look at the algorithm, and I'll pick a price that you should get in at. Um, I think you're out on this one, if I remember correctly. Um, you're not quite out on it, but. Uh, twenty 285.25 was the buy, but the MACD is going to cross down here. Uh, I think it's going to cover this. My guess is if you bought it at 285, 286, I think that's a, probably a good price target on that one. There's a volume shelf right there at 286. Um, that's probably going to provide some support on the way down. Uh, again, their earnings are next week, July 15th. I wouldn't expect this one to be shooting, skyrocketing up to 300. Um, but, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Just maybe I'm wrong. Uh, the arcs are way up. You know, everything that's been beaten down is, is going up. So, with that, I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.